Okay, so basically, um, in this section, um, like, the main idea is you kind of see, like, a Kongbo show some emotion that you hadn't seen, like, in the previous chapters. Um, well, in chapter 8, he, you can kind of see that he's still, like, like, doesn't, like, think of women as, like, less and stuff like that, because when, um, the man and his wife, like, die together, he thinks it's, like, absurd, and then later on, um, when Azinma gets, like, taken by the priest, um, he, like, helps heal Azinma and, like, sits with Equefi when she's worried about her daughter rather than, like, leaving her there, so you can kind of see that, like, he has more appreciation for um, his wife and his daughter, like, and you didn't see that previously. Yeah, he thought it was, like, absurd, absurd that they had to bury the wife first, Mm -hmm. but I guess in a way it was, like, tradition for that village that where the guy died because he was a high figure there because he was the first person not not first person it was rare mm-hmm. for a person to get four titles and yeah. that and that i don't remember the guy's name but he got four titles and when he died his wife died with him like you said uh-huh. but they didn't release the information that the guy died first because the, it was tradition that the women or the wife is first is the first person to get buried first yeah. and then after i think it was like a week that they announced that the guy died yeah and then akanko was like it's absurd that like they died just because they were so close what's your summary yeah so pretty much it looked like when i think it was was it chapter nine where um azinma got sick yeah and then um okako like you start seeing a side of him where he's like actually concerned for his children and his wife well, mostly is, for that that wife because if yeah. if, if when we read it, it it showed that um she act she, she didn't have miscarriages, but all the children died before they even reached the age of one. Yeah, they said it was because she was like cursed with some like, yeah. belief that they have or something. The like that. Im- imba, I think it was. Called, yeah. That it kept going back inside her in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seemed like Okonkwo like was actually worried about the child dying again because of just how many other times it had already happened and he, also, and like, he wanted to like stop it so they had that person come over like the priest mm-hmm. multiple priests actually mm-hmm. yeah. and they were trying to figure out how they could stop her from dying and then they had to like, dig up some kind of stone or something yeah like, you can yeah. see that he cares for like Azimba more than he does others yeah mm-hmm. what's your summary um mine is like basically at the end of eight like how he had like kill Ikimifuna to not seem weak. He, like, becomes depressed, and he distracts himself um, by telling people that his sons are not manly enough, and he still is, like, he still has that growing fear of appearing weak. And after the fact that Azuma becomes weak and starts to die, he starts to feel pain, but still continues to, like, conceal it. Um, he's not, like, a cruel, heartless man anymore, and he pretends to be, um, but he cares and he worries. And as the story continues... Um, like he kills, he accidentally kills Azudas, um, yeah. and he has to be exiled to like his gun exploded and yeah. a metal rod from the gun penetrated the boy's heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like a shrapnel or something. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, he actually wished his daughter to be a man because yeah. she had the spirit that Okonko had or has still. But because she's a female, she can't. It was like in the beginning, right? That. Like chapter like eight-ish, when he like kept saying that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, when he was talking with his friend. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So, um, my summary, I guess, um, how I saw the chapter um, is very in the beginning. He still has the same exact tendencies he had throughout 1 through 7, um, and he's still very internally almost, like, mad at himself. Um, and then when she gets sick, um, it's, I don't know how, I never know how to pronounce the name, is, is him, that, the, 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 yeah, yeah, his daughter, so, um, I feel like that's a big turning point, um, it kind of changes how he looks at everything, or at least feels, but he doesn't really show it at all, he kind of still is very reserved, and is still, yeah. like, women are weak, he still has that heavy mindset, um, and then, he, but he doesn't want her to die, so he, he has still heavily cares, so, the priests come, um, all that happens, and then he kind of actually starts to show, I mean, emotion. I mean, he's been showing emotion, but he's showing, like, a different type of yeah, emotion that we haven't really seen. going to the cave four times, yeah. and he didn't sleep that whole day. He didn't yeah. sleep. He went to the cave where the priest is mm-hmm. four times, and by the fourth time, he saw, he found... Um, his wife. His wife. Equifi. um sitting, not sitting, standing. Was it standing or sitting? No, she was just sitting was by the sitting, cave, and yeah. he went and sat with her. Yeah. No, he didn't. Uh, he he told her to go back, and he went and he he stayed there the rest of the time in case anything happened. No, they stayed together because she did? was like, yeah, because they like sat together, and she like was oh, starting yeah. to remember like when they first fell in love, and like yeah. when he like oh, yeah. when she left her other husband for him, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was the okay. Who who, who wants to vote to? Uh, I don't know. I feel like the Kundal and Ava's are pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean by vote? Like, we have to, like to vote, vote who the had best. the best summary. Oh. Um. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Hey, Ava, woo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in this section, we're talking about development of Okonkwo. Um, and I think in this section, we start to see how he starts to develop more feelings towards people and how he starts to grow as a person and how he like feels more and he continues to like um, try to conceal it and how he still believes that um, affection shows weakness um, and yeah. yeah 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 when you could really actually see his growth towards emotion is by him going well not go yeah um, going to the cave where the priest resides mm-hmm. uh, multiple times until he can actually notice that um, he, what's her wife's name again? Ikwefe is outside of the cave so he can reside with her until they know that their daughter is actually safe. safe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a really important part because also that and then he started getting sick. I feel like that's probably really important parts of the chapter because it's him actually taking action on what, or at least the first part, he's not really taking action, but he wants to. Mm-hmm. He, he knows that thinking what he's been thinking throughout the whole entire first part of the book was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's coming to realization with that. And then him going to the cave and sitting by his wife is very um, significant for him and for his wife. Um, so I feel like that's pretty important because it's just showing he's acting on his on his emotions now. Yeah, it's like a small part, but I also remember like when Aquefi woke him up and was like, Azim is dying, and it talks about how he like, got out of bed super fast and like ran to their hut which is like you know i feel like previously we would think that he wouldn't really care but like he definitely did care and i feel like also like this isn't really about him like showing emotion but i feel like now that he's exiled i feel like it might like change him in a way because 
like he's been living like with his like success and like respect for a really long time and I feel like now that he's exiled he doesn't really have that anymore it might like change him either for like we don't really know yet because it's in the next section but I feel like it's either gonna change him like for good or for worse you know so I feel like yeah. that's another like prediction that we might like not we don't know yet but I feel like it's definitely gonna change his character yeah I feel like it'll change him for the good because when you're stripped away of something of all you have or I mean like he's exiled so he doesn't have what he used to have he doesn't have that luxury yeah. anymore so mm-hmm. when when so, when anyone I feel like is stripped away the only thing you can do is improve I mean you can be mentally worse but you can't really go farther down from losing everything um, so I feel like he's gonna improve even more just throughout the rest of the book I feel like he's gonna have a big character arc so yeah and when he does come back to the village mm-hmm. he will still have it well not his animals but he will at least have some yams because he left some with his friends mm-hmm. in his in their barn I think it was and he didn't leave with much, but he did leave with some stuff that will help him at least yeah. live a bit. Yeah. yeah. And earlier in the in the book, it seemed like Okonkwo was, like, more of a selfish kind of person. Like, he only cared about himself and, like, yeah, maybe sure. some of his family members a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And he only really showed anger. Mm-hmm. But now he's more, like, I don't know, he's, like, actually worrying about his wife and his child maybe dying mm-hmm. again like another losing another child mm-hmm. and he goes through the long process of like getting a priest and trying to find out how they can stop them from dying yeah or how they can lift the curse or something mm-hmm. the only thing that i might like that i feel like might like cause some like um like conflict in his like character development is when he talks about how like his whole life he's been wanting to work towards um what was it he wanted to be like a like a like a member of his what was that like you know like the big member of his clan like the oh, uh, oh i don't know what it's called it's like the, the, the one with the trees right yeah that one the one where you chop off the small palm trees i is i don't know it was thing? just like it was just when he got exiled and he's in his mother's village he talked about how like his whole life he's been working towards being it's in cha- it's in the last chapter i don't remember what it's called but it's basically like you know a higher member of yeah. your clan mm-hmm. something like that and because he got exiled he can't be that anymore and he talks about how like he doesn't have like as, n- as much passion in his work as he used to and i feel like since she's like since his like kind of i don't know like release is working and like being like a higher power than he is it might like make him like kind of more of an angry man yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like at first at least so I think that might be like a struggle at first for him to like accept the fact that he can't um, like be who he wanted to be but then his uncle like talks about how like how much he has lost and how he's still living so I feel like I think you guys are overall right like he's definitely gonna like develop the character more and like appreciate what he yeah. has yeah. yeah I found it ironic that he got he remember in the last chapter it talked about how there's two types of crimes the male and female crimes and if I found it ironic that Okwanko, being, you know, a man of pride, a man that wants to be as manly as he can and not show any weakness, mm-hmm. actually committed the female crime, which was the inadvertent um, cause of his gun exploding and killing someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's because he did it on accident and not on, not on purpose, so he yeah. got the female crime rather than the male crime, yeah. Yeah. which is obviously better for him and his family. Yeah, okay. yeah that got him exiled for less time. Yeah. Okay, so in this section, we're, or in this part, we're going to talk about how the poem connects to, like, Okonkwo and how, like, he teaches his sons to be. Um, basically, the poem's all about how to be a man and how you need to be trustworthy, but, like, 
not to get overwhelmed and how when you fall to try again to be happy with like failure or disaster and I think um Okonkwo is like more about how to be like strong and he's very strict um and how Okonkwo is like very like big of like not being weak and like not having mistakes and like always having like victories and the poem's more of like being okay with mistakes and to be like open-minded of other people's opinions but like a combo is very like this is what i think and what i think is right yeah yeah the poem um i didn't have the poem but um i read it um but uh <laughs> it's very it's basically saying it's okay to be vulnerable like it's okay to have emotions and it's true to, and it's good to be honest and, and open um and i feel like that heavily goes against what okongwo feels throughout almost yeah. all of the book and like all the men of the village yeah like, pretty much their whole entire culture is based off of you yams. need to be the best men being superior yeah. <laughs> yams. they're based yeah. off of yams they're based off of yams yeah. so uh, if it, you want to be a man grow your own farm of yams yeah. If you want to be a man, eat your yam. So, yeah. so yeah, the poem's very vulnerable, and, and their whole entire village, their whole culture is based, basically being don't be vulnerable. Um, this isn't in the section, but, like, in the beginning, like, when he strikes the boy down, like, that's, he's trying not to be vulnerable. When yeah. he's like hiding, weak, he, when yeah. he's hiding his emotions in around chapter eight, beginning chapter nine, he's not being vulnerable. Um, and he's not being honest with himself or with other people, too. And I feel like the poem's saying you should be honest with others and be vulnerable and have mm-hmm. feelings. So. Yeah, and, like, when his son shows emotion that one time, and no Kongpo gets, like, really he gets, angry. Yeah, he's really mad. Yeah. I think it also talks about how, like, in this poem, it talks about how, like, like men, it's, like, okay to fail as long as you, you know, know how to get back up. And, yeah. and I, I think, think that's, that's one thing that Okonkwo would, um, will endeavor through after, well, during his seven-year exile. Yeah. He's, he's going to go through that. But it's definitely something that they don't, like, teach, you know? Like, Okonkwo's, like, no failure. Like, mm-hmm. he started, like, you know, he started with, like, nothing that has only, like, succeeded from there, so he just hasn't really ever experienced failure, and I feel like, so he is definitely gonna, like, when he does in his new, you know, in his mother's, like, village, he's gonna definitely, like, experience that, and I think it's definitely gonna be, like, um, like, uh, like, conflict that he has to overcome to, like, learn how to get back up from failure, because he hasn't really experienced that. And one thing, too, that the poem said was, like, one thing that the poem said was, like, um, to not take revenge on people who did you wrong and that's one thing that the book did when um he accidentally killed the child uh all the men in the village even if they didn't want to because they greatly respected Onkwankwo they had to destroy his his land yeah his best friend uh was part of the group and even though they didn't him and everyone there didn't want to destroy his uh his home, all he grew, everything, because they knew that it cost him a lot of hardship to make, and um, and because, but they had to destroy it because, like in the book, it said, when one, yeah, they had to cleanse the land because if they left Okwanko, they left this part of him still there, it would affect everyone else. It's like part of their beliefs. Yeah. 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 They don't. I don't think they believe in, like, uh, giving people less, like, provided things, like, for free. Like, they want families and, like, especially men to, like, build up from the bottom. Like, start at the bottom and build up. Mm-hmm. 
So Ocon like Oconquo started um, with his dad. Yeah. And his dad was not uh, successful. Yeah, successful at all. And he had to build from like nothing. Nothing, yeah, to an entire farm with like four huts and like three wives and a lot of children. Yeah. So I think their belief system is definitely based around like Aren't you have to earn things. Yeah, you can't yeah. just they definitely get it want everyone hard. to work for everything. They don't want like priority. The, the, yeah. the idea of priority for yeah. earning something. Basically, everyone else's life like is related to like men's success. Like yep. you know what I mean. Like women can't get a husband unless they're successful. Yeah. Which is something that I don't know. The poem definitely like doesn't really. Believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's saying like, like the poem. I feel like is heavily being like you can have the most, go all the way to the bottom, and then build yourself back up, and then build yourself back up, and that's okay. And I feel like in the book, it's saying like if you fall all the way back to the bottom, like you're done. Like, you, like yeah. you can't because you messed up, and it's not yeah. making like you're not going to be respected okay. anymore. Yeah, it's, it's you lose all your authority when you in the book, but then the poem is like you don't lose your authority if anything you gain more of your authority, and that's like very yeah. important because um what if you gain more in yeah in the poem like you said you would gain more authority but it's not not only that but also respect yeah because people will respect you more seeing that you actually overcame that hurdle of you going all the way in the bottom when you had everything yeah Yeah. exactly and actually building up and reconstructing everything back but not only that but also more of it yeah yeah so um, now we're going to be talking about how it connects to our lives. Um, throughout the beginning of the book, it's it's or still the whole entire book, it's saying men are superior, um, yeah, women are weaker, one-sided. and I feel like that is very evident in society. Um, even sometimes today too, even though we're taught supposed to be equal, it's not equal, and it very fluctuates. It goes either women are very superior or men are very superior. There's no yeah. middle ground. Um, and then you have to also take into account the how much economy, it, not exa- economy, um, how much uh, you earn daily. Yeah, right? exactly. How much you wage and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and around what 1950, 45, around then, like that's when this book, I feel like, is. I wouldn't say relevant. Obviously, the the context of the book isn't relevant, but the ideas mm-hmm. of the book are very relevant um, back then. Men were very superior. Like, even though, like, after Industrial Revolution and all that stuff happened, um, women would work occasionally. But even then, they, they, they were still just supposed to stay at home, and they were mm-hmm. very almost like objects. Um, and they still sometimes are today, too. So I feel like if anything connecting that, it's men are superior in some ways now. Um, but also women are heavily superior. It, like yeah. I said, it fluctuates, and it really depends on when and where you are and what you're talking about. So and back then, if a woman was married, then they would be home, like with the kids. They wouldn't be working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if they wanted to be uh, independent, they would have to not marry and just like work by themselves for the rest of their life, which is usually not what people wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. I think you can kind of like relate it back, just because like in the book, they're obviously like raised that you know men do the work, women stay at home, yeah. whereas, like, nowadays, even though it's, you know, it's supposed to be all equal, even though it's not really, like, like that, but, like, as, like, we're, like all of us growing up, we were taught that, like, women and men are equal, and mm-hmm. that's, like, the difference between our yeah. lives and the book. Yeah, and that's, like, a good thing, too, and, I mean, it depends, honestly, because yeah. equality is such a broad yeah, term, sure. it, it means so many different things. To some people, it means um, you start out at the same level, yeah. and some people mean you 
started at different levels, but you bring down the top level to the lower level, or you bring the lower level to the top level. And I feel like that depends very much where you live. California, um, we all live in California. <laughs> um, it's very um, left-sided. It's very liberal equality, um, which is a good thing. Like, it's not a bad thing at all. Um, and it definitely favors women here, at least. But if you go to somewhere like Pennsylvania, or you go somewhere to Texas, there's Confederate flags. Their women are degraded there still. Um, but even then, they're still not. My mom, for example, is a CEO of a company based in Pennsylvania, and she worked her up her way up there. So it's very much possible, and I feel like it's a yeah. good thing um, that we need to teach kids at a young age to treat everyone the same. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like it's very dangerous about how we do it, and I feel like that's the scary part about equality is because so many people think about it differently that mm-hmm. it's like you can't like what like what can you really do that's basically the question that yeah no matter what you do about. however you raise your your children to to the term for equality mm-hmm. you, they're gonna misunderstand it or misinterpret it in some form yeah for way. sure everyone has their own opinions no matter your influence um yeah. and your inf- your opinions influenced by the influencer um <laughs> But it's not going to be the exact same. But I feel like it's a good thing, though. Yeah. At this it's point, like the term. That, it's, like, it's like when you're, you're raising your children to know the difference between right and wrong, good and evil. Depending on your background and your ethnicity, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. Depending on your background yeah, and how yeah. you were raised, how your parents were raised, your view on good and evil, right and wrong, is going to be warped in some form or way. Yeah. Yeah, this I feel like this book is a very good example of what equality should. Or, wait, that's the wrong word choice. It's not a good example of what equality should be, um, but it's a good book in the sense that it brings up sensitive topics that need to be talked about more. Um, obviously, the story of the book is not really oh very equal and it's favoring men and that's the purpose of the book is to show what it's like to favor men um and it kind of shoves that idea to you and to show like look it's not the greatest yeah um so yeah yeah. Yeah, and in african culture too like polygyny was a common practice Mm -hmm. because there were a lot of like slaves being taken at the time and most of them were men so there were too many women and not exactly yeah so that's why a lot of men had multiple wives. Like in this yep. book, mm-hmm. almost every man has like, like at least two or three, or three yeah. wives. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right, so in this section, we're going to talk about um, if it was fair or not for the village to exile Okonko. And uh, from like the people's opinions, like his uncle at the end, of the chapter, it seemed like people weren't very happy with um, them having to exile Okonkwo, but um, they still followed the village culture as, like, where his best friend helped them burn down uh, Okonkwo's farm and house, like, even though, obviously, he disagreed with the choice to exile. Mm -hmm. I think people are beginning to, like, see how their culture is not so fair with their rules and how... um, the laws are being placed and how um, how it was an accident and he didn't deserve to be exiled. Yeah, um, I kind of agree that it should have... I mean, I agree with that the village is obviously saying that, but I feel like I think he does deserve being exiled. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're still killing someone and... Murder's a murder. Yeah, murder's yeah. a murder. And even if you're like, oh, I'm so deeply sorry, you can't switch death. It's something, yeah. mm-hmm. That's something that's permanent. Um, and like today with our law, manslaughter exists. 
and that's literally if you accidentally kill someone because like you can't that's just getting away with murder then and and you can and the main reason for manslaughter too that reason is because people compose it like they accidentally killed someone too so you can't take risks like that and i feel like he does deserve to be exiled even though like oh it was just an accident it's kind of like our law though too like you know it's like first degree second degree third Mm -hmm. degree like they have different like you know like the men's punishment and the Mm -hmm. women's punishment because it was technically an accident he got Mm -hmm. the women's instead of it's kind of like our law where it's like there's different levels of murdering somebody you know yeah (laughs) yeah definitely um i also think that like even without um the murder or like with the murder like he's still like was a very violent person and he still like abused his wives and like his children and I think that he needs like to take time away to like truly reflect on like his actions and he needs to get more in touch with his emotions yeah Yeah. also the way of them treating uh the ill like his daughter um yeah he went he went to get the herbs that he needed to uh, cure her Mm -hmm. but the way that they cured her was questionable mm-hmm. it's also just like i mean for us obviously it's yeah. like questionable because we're living in a totally different world but like it's also just their like beliefs and like culture which i think is also something that like mm-hmm. is interesting about reading this book is because like everything that we read is like completely absurd to us but it's just it's like normal. we were just raised them, differently because yeah, they the didn't norm. have modern medicine so they're yeah just relying on what they've uh, learned from their elders and stuff Traditions. like that yeah yeah, and that's why, like, people died so young, right, too. I mean, like, obviously, if you don't have modern medicine, there's no way you're going to be able to cure things. So, like, when you say it's questionable, like, even to them, I would assume it's somewhat yeah. questionable because they don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can assume what they're doing, and they could have, like, a general idea, but they're still not, like, 100% like, yeah. this is correct. Yeah, because so. if you give, if you bring back a caveman from a really long time ago and put him into this society with the best Medicare, everything... Um, his lifespan of at least 30, maybe 40 years max in that time would be doubled, maybe tripled up to like 80, 90, possibly 100 years. Yeah. On the flip side of like, going back to questionable, um, yeah. if building off of what you said, if we put someone like caveman into our society, they're going to think our stuff is questionable. Yeah. They're yeah. like, wait, well, how would that work? Like, I've been doing this for so long. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so another question to answer is like, um, uh, when do laws need to be revised and changed and like, um, what is the purpose of their laws? Um, I think laws need to be revised and changed when it's corrupt, if it favors one side or the other. Yeah. yeah like definitely. if, if one race is getting privilege over another in law and there's evidence of that, I think it definitely needs to be changed because it's not... Yeah, like the laws that the laws that used to only allow white males to vote, mm-hmm. like yeah. land owning males. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that stuff. Yeah. That's another difference though between like their culture and our like society that I think is like we have the opportunity to you know re you know like re vote with new laws like every yeah every four years um and they i feel like we haven't really experienced this we can kind of tell just based off of the book so far that like if somebody were to question like the laws or you know their gods as they say like mm-hmm. they would probably be severely punished and also when laws like go out of out of date kind of and they just get like old like with the new technologies mm-hmm that come about like laws need to be changed sometimes to fit in with the new society or improved yeah 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 what was that what was that oh. oh 